0: If you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. This morning's episode is about should. Should comes up so often in conversations with clients and friends. And I probably do it myself and it's an easy one to miss. And it seems like such an innocent word. And someone I, I don't know if it was someone I interviewed or just someone I I met, a colleague, and I've used this phrase before, talked about not shitting all over yourself. And it came up in a client conversation, yes, today? No, the other day, Thursday. It came up in a conversation on Thursday. And I often ask people I'm working with, what life would look like if the problem they're struggling with went away, what would they be doing that they're not doing now? And the answer I got from this particular person and there's nothing unique about it was, well, I should be going out for a walk. I should be doing Pilates. I should I'm trying to think what else she came up with. Anyway, they all, whatever they were, it was all prefaced by should, Oh, go out and and enjoy the sunshine. Uh, So it's not really relevant what it was she was saying she should. They were all lovely, positive things. And they were clearly things, interestingly, that she felt like she'd like to do. So often we get shoulds, as in I should clean out that cupboard or I should do that work I've been promising to do. So often should is attached to something we can easily identify as something that it's not really something we want to do, it's something someone else wants us to do. That's when should normally creeps in. And I generally say to people, shoulds are a, a identification tags, if you like, for but who says they're not your thing. That's not that's someone else's rules, someone else's desire. It, if it's not what you want, then should is just just Lose it, lose it. Do you want to do it? Do you not want to do it? Forget about the shoulds. It's all about. It's an obstacle that stands in the way, and it's a big obstacle, and it loads up stress. And so, going back to this particular person I've been speaking to, that was interesting because she was attaching it to things that she actually would quite like to do, but but making them sound like things she didn't, because at the moment, she feels like that's, that's not what she wants to do. And The thing is, I said, keeping should in front of it keeps it in a place where you you, you won't access it, you're distancing yourself from it by just putting should in even replacing should for could makes it a little bit more possible in your mind. And it's all to do with the associations of should, which I come back to, should. Where do we learn should? That doesn't come from, you know, when we're, we're running around as four-year-olds or five-year-olds. They never, ever, ever, ever would should come into the equation. Like, what, they would never think, like, should go outside. I mean, maybe nowadays children are ageing way too quickly but you know when you're in that childhood state and you just are in love with the thought of life and yes you cry sometimes and yes you get sad and your emotions are all on the outside but the idea of should just what does that even mean doesn't like it does not compute there's no should there's i want to do this i don't want to do that simple that's it easy peasy lemon squeezy yes i like this no i don't like that this makes me feel horrible that makes me feel good should creeps in from parents from teachers from bosses from colleagues when other people want to they're not actually that confident at being assertive so rather than either dealing with something themselves um, or or asking for something to be done in a more assertive way it becomes something that kind of putting on you and attaching a, a little side order of guilt with it. You should be doing that, shouldn't you? You should be doing your homework. You know, let's go back to talk. You should be doing your homework. That's not, you know, maybe, yes, uh, there is homework to be done. That would be a better phrase. Than there is homework to be done, isn't there? not you should do your homework because the minute a should is it's like an accusatory I've done something wrong there's a sense of guilt associated with the word should and and in this case this person and in, in every case was doing it to herself and I said look the last person you need because attached to the word should is that kick up the backside of but you haven't have you and, and it's critical, and it's judgmental, and it's uncomfortable, and it makes you wrong. And it makes you less worthy, less valuable, because because you're not doing it, are you? It's very accusatory. And so I urge you, if you find any shoulds in your life, that you, you question them, and you rephrase them, and you go, where is this coming from? So is that should in the case of this person was I can, I can because, because what I'm trying to help her with is as with every client is moving her from a place where she is and doesn't feel comfortable to a place where she wants to be and does feel comfortable in the interim. There's a big part of her brain going, no, don't do that. That's really scary. We're safe here. And so that's, that was the little voice that came and went, oh, you should go out for, for a walk. And, and, and no, I don't want to go. So switching it to I, I can, I could, I could go out for a walk, I could go out for that, that's a possibility. Now we've shifted it into possibility. I could do my homework, probably is I won't. But, but it's a step forward. And then gradually you move it into I can, and then into I will. But ideally, we just want to be be doing it. And and that was the distinction. She realised that was the distinction. She wanted to be able to not have any thought about whether she would or wouldn't, should or could, but simply, like, why would you overthink it? As in the episode yesterday, in the head, it's all in the head. Overthinking, what will happen if I go out? This will happen. I'm like, this might happen, the other happen. You know, it's dominated by classic anxiety thoughts processes that are all about what ifs, if only, and it's all worst case scenario. So root out the shoulds in your life. These episodes just of late are going to be a little bit short. uh, Well, you know why? I mean, we've had, we've had a week of many of my dramas. um, So it probably is going to be short, but e, e count? No, seek out, seek out the shoulds in your thoughts in your language in what you say to other people think about how you could rephrase them and think about who says why should i And, and that's oh hands up whoa 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 i'm not suggesting that's your response to someone why should i why should i because that could just get you into trouble but just considering okay how could this be phrased differently for me how could i express this differently so if i think and I think where I learned this most powerfully was working with people in the past that had a problem with binge eating or, you know, wanted to get control of their eating. And that whole, uh, and, and, and also working with people with eating disorders, you know, either anorexia or bulimia, either end of the spectrum. There's this notion of what you should and shouldn't eat. There's, there's a right and a wrong list. There's a good and a bad. And one of the key things to breaking that pattern is removing the labels that say, this is good. And this is bad. This is right. And this is wrong. And there's a theme here, isn't it? with the, the episode on perspective, but it comes from a similar place because there's one, as we say, we should have, and the other that we're, we, we think is okay. And surprise surprise the list that we think we should have is the one we don't want to have isn't it so you could kind of just in fact i used to get people to go Let go. look i can have anything there is no list there's no list i can have anything forget about shoulds shouldn'ts right wrong good bad i can have anything do anything be anything it's just a choice So whether I should or shouldn't do my homework, am I doing my homework? Or am I not doing my homework? Do I want to? Does it add value to my life? Um, How do I motivate myself to do that? How might I want to do it? Just shift your attention into diving deeper into it because should is a disguise for it's kind of it's kind of like putting things under the rug you know you can't be bothered to tidy up properly so you just keep shoving it under the rug and questioning what's behind a should what should what are you telling yourself you should do why where does that come from is it helping probably not what would happen if you took it away and changed it for something else how could you shift that use it as a tool for questioning that will help you move forwards because it's asking questions to begin with about our thought processes that can move us forwards if if we're doing it on our own that is way easier when someone's helping you through this okay thanks for listening short episode i will catch you on tomorrow's episode i hope you have a brilliant rest of day as ever please share on social media on your own social media if you found this in any way helpful educational entertaining whatever and please visit the mental wealth factory page on facebook the details are in the text all right speak to you tomorrow bye